morning everybody. It is Tuesday the 22nd of September and we have decided to make a few changes today. Wall Street was down or the Dow Jones was down 510. At one point it was down 942. That's a bit of a worry. But it's not really the US market, it's European markets. You had the FTSE down 3.4%, Germany down 4.4%, France 3.7%, Spain 3.4%, Italy 3.7%, even Greece down 4 It's all going wrong in Europe. And the quote of the night from the newswires was this one. Chris Whitty, the UK government's chief medical officer, and Patrick Valance, its chief scientific advisor, cautioned that if left unrestricted, the epidemic would reach 50,000 new cases per day by mid-October in the United Kingdom. In other words, the UK, which is running at coming up to 5,000 cases a day. I think France is at 13,000 cases a day. Are beginning to realize if they don't do something about it, they are going exponential. And I assume they are going to do something about it. Henry's family in the UK and my family in the UK are both saying that there is no plan. They are disorganized. They've lost faith. And the result is going to be a second level of lockdowns, which will go beyond the first. And it is not going to be popular. And it is just about to begin. So we are on the brink of a second wave in Europe, or arguably we're already seeing a second wave in Europe. But the point being that they are going to, at a government level, start taking it more seriously. And clearly with those falls overnight, the UK and European markets are taking it more seriously as well. And travel stocks in Europe got belted overnight. British Airways, while the owner of British Airways, IAG, fell 12.1% overnight. Lufthansa down 9.5%. We're going into another wave of virus concerns in Europe. Now, whilst that didn't do too much damage to the US, it still wasn't good. Wall Street may have bounced off the bottom, but at one point, it was almost down a thousand points. The S&P was down 1.15%, and the Nasdaq, as is its habit when the coronavirus kicks in and the paranoia of peaks, proves to be a defensive market these days. Tech stocks are defensive stock, can you believe it? And the Nasdaq only fell 0.13% overnight. But they are still falling, even if they fall slower. The S&P 500 is now down 8.4% from the top this month. And the Nasdaq's down 11.9% from the top. And they are still falling. And I've got a chart in the strategy piece today showing you the trading range in the S&P and the Nasdaq. And they are still very much top of trading range and trending down. And we have sat in the market during this recent period of weakness, trying to look through it to the eventual economic recovery the timetable's getting pushed out. And it's no good saying it's going to be all right in the end if it's going to be disastrous before it's all right. And it's looking like that's the case at the moment. The global recovery is not coming fast enough. And although we're supposed to look through it, this European wave threatens to kill our recovery expectations. We've always said that one of the things we do running our funds is treat it as our own money because some of it is our own money. And what would we do? And I think what we would do at the moment, particularly if we were, or you, are traders is probably just back off the market at the moment. It's trending down. It's showing some mild signs of precipitousness. And we've got Europe putting us 
in a hole as regards global growth optimism and the US markets are still overpriced. The S&P 500 is $27.5 trillion worth of stocks trading on 26.63 times. And as I've said many times before, if you were to go out into the real world and start offering business people 26.6 times their last year's net profit, you could probably buy the whole of corporate Australia, if not corporate world. And yet here we are with $27 trillion worth of stocks trading on that multiple and the Nasdaq trading on 33.1 times. That's $17.6 trillion worth of stocks on 33.1 times. And if I would have accepted your bid for my business at 26.6 times, I'd certainly accept it at 33 times. So we we can be cute. We can suggest that Australia, which by the way is only $1.95 trillion worth of stocks trading at 18.1 times, we can argue that we are a viral oasis, that the market isn't expensive, that our economy is recovering whilst Rome, London, Paris, Madrid and Berlin burn. But since when did our market plot its own course? The only time I can think of was during the resources boom. And we have our own issues, particularly in the bank sector. I don't know whether some of you read that article about 20% of people who have been given some sort of holiday on their loans or mortgages, 20% of people can't be contacted by the banks at the moment. They are just not getting back to the banks. And that suggests that there is a distressed population out there sitting on loans. And that's going to come home to roost in the bank profits numbers next time out. And meanwhile, the rest of the economy has been living in this consumer fantasy funded by JobKeeper, JobSeeker, early access to super by spending the money you would have spent on travel online mostly. And we've seen some fabulous performances from consumer related or discretionary consumer stocks like Nick Scarley and Harvey Norman and Temple and Webster, to name just a few. And this all has to come to an end as JobSeeker and JobKeeper come off and they have to come off at some point. And the doors to early access to super close shut. Truth is the outlook for the Australian economy, for the Australian consumer, for unemployment is dull at best, yet here we have some stocks flying along. So there are all sorts of problems in our market, despite the fact we don't look expensive. We don't look expensive because some of our biggest stocks like BHP Rio and the banks are trading at low PEs. But for now, our main concern is not Australia. It's that the second wave of lockdowns is on the way in the UK and Europe, and that's going to dent global optimism. And that's counter to our recovery thesis. And while some domestic stocks should wear the global growth concerns okay, the, the markets in general are unlikely to perform well against this backdrop. I don't see it as a precipitous cash out moment, but we certainly need to guard against the possibility. And there are some signs that we could have a precipitous moment ahead. Yes, it could all end with a vaccine. Let's handle that when it happens. And yes, Australia is relatively less risky. And yes, it's more a European issue than a US issue. But the tone of the market is not good. We are in downtrend. The US markets are expensive and the European markets are just beginning to fear the virus for the second time. So bottom line is we've decided to cash up a bit to guard against the current downtrend to avoid a precipitous sell-off should it develop. Coming more likely. I don't see it as terribly likely. It's coming more likely and our market doesn't seem to be worrying about it much today. And also cashing up provides us with the ammunition to buy on weakness. So we're ready to go when the market recovers, when the backdrop story improves, when the prospect of global economic recovery reappears, or indeed if we get a vaccine. But for now, we're going to do some cashing up. Plus, we have been holding the banks, which we considered to be a recovery 
story play. They they are not growth stocks. They do not sit comfortably in a growth portfolio, but we bought them because we saw bond yields bottoming, global growth optimism improving, and they were beginning to turn up. But at this point, that recovery is getting pushed out further and further. They're trending down again. And in order to run up the cash, they are the obvious stocks to sell. And we even talked today, you probably heard me on the media recently saying, I wish I'd never heard about the banks. And we discussed this morning when we talked about selling them about never, ever, ever buying the banks in a growth portfolio ever again. I mean, we will one day, I'm sure, if we can see a decent low risk trade in it. But for the moment, that was our thinking that this is our opportunity to clear them out and stay out. We're also going to be selling some of our recent losers. Sorry, but Unibail Redamco has been a disaster. Thank God it's a small holding, but we stuffed that up. They are exposed to shopping centers in Europe and particularly in France where cases are going nuts. Their business is being damaged on a daily basis by the resurgence of coronavirus in Europe. So we just have to bite the bullet, get rid of it. We've stuck with it too long. Uh, We're also pulling back. We actually did this recently. We pulled back BHP and Rio to market weights. We're quite happy with BHP and Rio. They are cheap looking stocks. They're printing money. The iron ore price still holding up. So no great worry there. Uh, We're also going to be selling our oil stocks. The energy trade is too long term now if we're going to get a pause in economic optimism. Some of our energy plays have done okay. Wallies and we'll hold those but the others are going nowhere. That's Woodside, Origin, Santos at the moment. And if they were bottom left to top right stocks over the last five years or so, we could see it out but they're not. We again bought them for a recovery trade rather than for long term growth and again happy to sell the losers to raise cash and reinvest that money somewhere else in time. Uh, We're also selling EML which is going the wrong way. We debated this morning whether to buy some of the defensive stocks. As I say this morning the market has got that sort of March feel to it. The stocks going up today include all the defensive stocks, CSL, Woolworths, Wes Farmers, Telstra, ResMed, Coles, Fisher Paykel Healthcare, Ramsey Healthcare, A2 Milk, Sonic Healthcare, Domino's, Ansel, JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman plus technology stocks. Those are all the stocks that are up today. And that's a similar sort of thing that happened when the market was falling. These defensive, those are all defensive stocks that performed well or outperformed during the falls in February and March. They're doing well again gain today, which is another sign that the market tone is changing away for recovery back to defensive holdings. I can see some big fund managers just going, ah, let's get back to Woolies and Wes Farmers. They've, they've dropped a fair bit, showing some signs of bottoming. We'll be safe in those. So those doing a little bit better. Uh, meanwhile, that was the growth portfolio, those changes. We're also making changes to the income portfolio. Again, selling some losers like AGL, Unibail, Rodamco, IAG, Illumina, reducing our weightings in the banks. We're still holding banks and we're reducing our weighting in Telstra as well. And we have already constructed an income portfolio, which includes significantly more holdings in smaller sizes. And when we see the moments right, we will get stuck back in to the income stocks. We know which ones to buy, but for now, we'll just cash out a little bit and sit and watch. Right, that's about that. Otherwise, in the strategy piece, there are some charts today of the energy sector and the bank sector. 
sector not doing terribly well. The VIX volatility index picking up a little bit. I've also got some directors buying, see which directors have been buying what stocks. I see Jeff Wilson started a fund to take advantage of listed investment companies that are trading at a big discount. And it seems some of the directors of these LICs have decided, well, I'd better get my share price up. Otherwise, I'll become a target. Anyway, you can see some of those in the newsletter today. Plus, we have some usual technical observations, some RSI buy signals, sell signals, overbought and oversold stocks. The interesting bit here is as the third wave comes around and the NASDAQ starts to outperform again, you've got a bottoming in Zipco, bottoming in Afterpay as well. We are wondering whether we should buy Woolies and Wes Farmers and technology stocks and defensive stocks, but we've decided no. Let's just sit back and watch. We can come back to them later. They will not be immune from a fall in the market if it does happen. The market trend is still down. Plus, we've got the uncertainty of the US elections. It's October, although I have to tell you, October is actually, if you strip out the one or two bad Octobers over the last couple of decades, October is actually an okay month. But if you want to get superstitious about it, we've got October ahead of us. Anyway, enough for us to just cash up. And I think if I was you, as a, if you were a trader, I'd be just backing off a little bit at the moment. Tide is not running with us. So let's just step out, watch for a while and try and time the moment to get back in again. Meanwhile, this has given us the opportunity to clean out and clean up our portfolios from some of the rather poor stock picks we've had in the last month or so since buying back into the market. It hasn't worked. Let's reset and wait for the moment to appear. As I leave you, the market opened down 50, recovered, been down about 32 and is now down 45. So we're on the slide again. Technology stocks holding up. Best performer is zero, up 3.8%. Appen up 3.5%. Otherwise, gold stocks down, banks down, and these defensive healthcare stocks holding up. That's about that. As I leave you, Dow futures down 35, not telling us to. You have a good day. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.